For you, the listeners of my JavaScript story, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Just enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month I get a box in the mail, costs less than $20, and it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and much, much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that, and you want cool stuff to put around your office, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc., then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com slash ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Kai Hohenberger. 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 I should have asked. It's an it's a easy one to mess up. Anyway, we had you on episode 286 of JavaScript Jabber. Talked about CSS in JS and Emotion. Do you want to just give a brief uh, introduction as far as who you are and what you do? My name is Kai Hohenberger. I'm a senior front-end engineer at Gremlin. We do chaos as a service. That means we break stuff, your stuff on purpose with the hopes that you'll repair it and it won't happen again. That's what I'm doing right now. And uh, I'm the, I create a project called Emotion, the CSS and JS library uh, you just mentioned. And Cool. And the, the CSS and JS stuff is just cool stuff. I, I love that stuff. So, Yeah, it's, it was a hard sell when I first moved over to Gremlin, but they are loving it now. It's, it seems like one of those things, once you start using it, you get kind of addicted to it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it happens. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, this interview is more about your story and how you got into coding and JavaScript and all that good stuff. So let's, let's kind of harken back. How did you get into coding? My grandpa got me working on computers really early, helping him out. And it always got me curious of like um, how everything worked. In those days, you would have to like really type in commands and stuff. And I was always curious. And then later on, I started messing with HTML because of the fact that you could on a web page. It just blew my mind. You could download the HTML. And that curiosity just kept me going. In high school, I did mostly Flash stuff. I made silly Flash websites. That really got me into it. And I tried computer science in college. I dropped out of that program pretty quickly. Oh, really? Why? Uh, Yeah. Uh, The first classes were in C++, and I just wasn't ready. Okay. Uh, It was too much to take in at once. And once we got to recursion, I think specifically, I just, I wasn't ready mentally, I don't think. I ended up getting a job at IT, in IT and um, the web guy got fired at this place. He was the only web guy and they needed somebody immediately. And so they said, Kai, um, you're the web guy now. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. And so I sat and I worried and I read every night and I read books and I did all this stuff, and I just had to teach myself as I went. Luckily, it was mostly WordPress maintenance. But as we went on, I started building more and more stuff from scratch and just kept going from there. And that's really when I got hooked. When I was forced to read all those books and learn on the fly and I was responsible for things, I really got hooked on the, the fact that when you learn something, it feels really good. Yeah, I can identify with that. I took some computer science classes when I was in college, and... I didn't really get into it either. I was an electrical engineering major. And yeah, what did it for me is, yeah, we started building interfaces um, on the side, me and a couple of friends. And it was like, oh, oh, this is useful. 
And then I got a job and started building another app in Ruby on Rails. And yeah, it was, oh, okay. Yeah, instead of just toy apps. And yeah, I, I got kind of bored with some of the stuff in school. But yeah. Yeah, it really means something. And uh, it was funny. My first real thing I learned was Python. And it was with Django, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love today. Just the fact that it builds the admin for you and does all the routes. And um, I think Python was a much easier intro language for me, at least. I was able to pick it up faster without the noise of syntax and things like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So what was it when you really got into things? Was it just that it was useful or that you were interested in the stuff you were reading in the books? Or what was it that captured your attention there? Well, when I was doing the Django books, the first one specifically, the fact that I got a login working and I had a form and you could log in and I knew what was going on. That was just like, that was the hook right there. I mean, it just all clicked. I knew it was happening. I could make a form and I could log somebody in. It just felt like such a momentous occasion. And from from then on, I just kept rolling with it. It, it just, I kept getting that feeling over and over again. And then um, eventually I had to start building the front end, some more interaction and I started using a little bit of jQuery, just copying mm-hmm. my butt off. And uh, I look back, that code's still on GitHub today. And it is pretty funny just to see how how far I've come, things like that. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So how did you get into JavaScript then? I mean, you were doing um, web, but that's not exactly the same thing, right? It's not. I mean, I was just doing like uh, the most, I, would, I think the most complicated thing I did on that Django app was like auto-filling uh, a, uh, an input box or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, learned, I had a, a chance to get a job at cPanel which is a web hosting uh, platform that you put mm-hmm. on server or whatever for reselling. And I had to study my butt off and I really learned a lot and I got that job and I wasn't really into JavaScript, but after working there and during my time there, I learned so much about the language just at a low level because we didn't have any frame. I mean, we had YI too. But everything had to be super performant because the customers were not having the best machines. Mm-hmm. This was like in 2010 or so. So not quite the like prevalence of high performance computers or anything. Right. And um, yeah, I learned a lot there. And I really got into the language. I had to really dig in, you know, learning how it worked, all these little things. And uh, it just, it became my domain. I like, I knew, because I knew so much about it from this learning experience, I was able to it just felt comfortable and I got really into it. That makes sense. So was YUI what they were using at cPanel then? It was. YUI too. <laughs> the good old I days. I learned a lot from that library because the code was so easy to read. It was well documented. Oh, um, good. Yeah, I learned a ton. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I just never really tried it. So Yeah. I mean, we all, we all complained and wanted to use jQuery. But I mean, looking back, I'm glad we... We use YUI because I learned so much from it. Right. Yeah. So you get into JavaScript. Um, what, what led you to build something like Emotion? I had been working for a startup and I was the only front-end developer and I decided to use CSS and JS because I didn't like having the SAS compiler going and all this stuff. I just It was mm-hmm. just easier. So I used Aphrodite and uh, after the startup, was over and I was looking, I was working for a company called Healthline as a contractor. We were looking at building 
all of their platform server-side rendering and doing all this stuff with JavaScript only. And the libraries available to me were not performant enough for their scale. And so we started off by using Glamorous, but we kept running into issues with performance. This is mostly how Glamour works. And that's another CSS and JS library. Mm -hmm. We were just using it to such scale and our speed requirements were so tight that um, I started working on this emotion and kind of with the idea that we could do a lot of things at the, at the Babel plugin stage um, when you're transforming it. And to be honest, I took most of those ideas from the CSS and JS library called Glam mm -hmm. built by Sunil Pai. And uh, we worked together on at the beginning and, it just kept evolving and getting better and better. Um, as more contributors came on, it kept getting better. Cool. So what, what problem were you trying to solve other than just not having to use the SAS compiler? I just... So I'm very... I, I think I'm a very good developer when I get into a flow state. And I think that a lot goes into that for me. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is I like having everything where I could see it and manipulate right. it. And I almost have like in my hands. And when I have like a style sheet and another page with JavaScript and it's not that big of a deal, it's really not. But until you're like refactoring and taking care of a whole code base, it, it can get overwhelming. Like one little sash change will cascade out and all this stuff. And so all these things combined to, I would just rather do it in all in one file and where I can see everything that's going on and I can hold it in my head a little better, I think. That makes sense. So have you worked on anything else in JavaScript that you're particularly fond of or proud of? Just building a lot of, I've been building a lot of apps. I'm really proud of what we built with Sideway, that startup. It had, uh, it was all um, live sockets, uh, socket connections. Mm -hmm. And um, it used Redux. It had to be very high performance because the, every time you typed a character, it would sync across all the clients. And so I had to learn a ton when I was doing that and, what works and what doesn't with React and how performance and things like that. But yeah, I'm really proud of that front end. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Well, what are you working on now? I'm working at Gremlin. Um, we're just building the web interface for the application. Also doing a bit of uh, node stuff for Gremlins to attack node infrastructure. That's still okay. in very early alpha. So Gremlin hasn't launched yet then? Gremlin has. Um, okay. But the project I'm working on is still in alpha. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. And what are, you, what are you learning from that? Oh, I'm learning quite a bit. I'm actually having to learn. I learned a lot of uh, Java. I had to, I'm translating a lot of APIs from Java to Node. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a, a, a big learning experience for me. I'd worked with Java and Scala in the past, but uh, kind of doing this almost like a port is has been quite a learning experience because you have to, know the limitations of both languages and how they map over to one another, things like that. Right. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any stories or, or things that you want to share with us? Most of my stories are from the days of, that are past. Of, uh, I wrote Cordova apps for two years. That was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the most interesting thing for me is like the evolution of what it means to be a front-end developer. I mean, just from the time... When I started, I mean, we were using YUI2, and it was like YUI versus jQuery. And it was like, we're going to build this giant app in mm -hmm. YUI jQuery, and how much maintenance. And 
it was just hard to build. It just took a lot of time. You had to keep up with everything. It was state was a mess. Just so much you have to update the DOM nodes manually, things like that. And then being all excited about Angular and be, and thinking that was amazing and running into all those problems. And then doing that for like nearly two years with Cordova and then switching and learning React. That was quite a learning experience. I think it's it's almost, I don't know if it's, it's a, it's a, it's quite a challenge to learn React and all the nuance involved. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a while and it's still learning new things and gotchas and um, the nuances involved in, in writing that kind of code. It's just interesting to see how those, the challenges we face have evolved over the years. Yeah. What made you switch from Angular to React? When we started, uh, I, I left the, the, the previous job and I started with uh, Sideway. I had to make the decision of what to write it in. And I just we literally almost just picked it because it's what everybody else was doing. And it was a mistake, but it, looking back, it's not a mistake. I mean, I learned so much and I'm glad I did it, but it was a hard road. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was especially, um, I mean, it just took me like months to learn Webpack. I mean, just <laughs> trying to get my Webpack config right back then was quite a challenge. Yeah. I mean, now we have things like create react, react app or the angular CLI also will set up Webpack for you, but yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I learned most, I had to learn most of Webpack by reading the code. It just wasn't documented yet. Most of it. I love that tool. I like all that it spawned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot out there. I mean, I tried out Parcel the other day and it was just like, I set it up and it worked. And I was like, what? <laughs> there's something <laughs> else I need to be doing here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You don't have a job anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be. Yep. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to picks then. Do you have some things you want to shout out about? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Yeah, my buddy Harry, he has a YouTube show called The Console Log and he goes over the weekly JavaScript happenings. I don't know if it's weekly still, but I enjoy it. I use it to keep up and I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Brian Holt, uh, his front end master's courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're very good. They are. They're Um, really well done. Yeah. I had the privilege of teaching one or uh, being a TA with him as he taught one. It was a a great experience. And I want to give a shout out to the, uh, the emotion team, all the the contributors and uh, people helping out. I've added a, a, a lot in the last few weeks and they've done a great job of handling issues, fixing things like that bug fixes. Uh, I just want to make sure they get a good shout out. 
Awesome. All right. Well, um, I'm going to throw some picks in as well. So my picks are a little bit more focused on uh, other aspects of life, I guess. The first pick that I have, so we moved into this house about eight years ago and the, the yard was just in terrible shape. And the it was mostly weeds and it just got worse. And I fought it and fought it and fought it and it just didn't do any good. So finally I gave up. We sprayed everything with Roundup. It killed all the grass. And I rented a tiller on Saturday and just tilled all the dead grass under. And uh, I'm getting ready to put sod in my yard now. And uh, yeah, it's nice that we have places like Home Depot that do tool rental that you can go. So I don't have to go buy a tiller. I can just go rent one. So uh, I'm going to pick that. I'm also going to shout out about the Framework Summit, which is something that Joe Eames is putting on. Joe's one of the panelists on JavaScript Jabber. I'm going to be doing the, I think it's 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Stimulus, which is another JavaScript lightweight, extremely lightweight framework put together by the folks at Basecamp. But yeah, they've got folks coming from Ember, uh, Angular, React, Vue, I think one or two other frameworks. And so it's going to be just kind of this really interesting meeting of the minds on JavaScript. So if you're interested, it's in Park City, Utah. So you'd fly into Salt Lake and then, you know, catch a ride or something up the canyon. And I live out here, so I'm just going to drive up there. But anyway, it's going to be really cool. I guess the couple days before they're going to have kind of an unofficial summit where it's just the core teams and they're all just going to hang out and cross-pollinate and all that good stuff, which I think is a good thing. So that'll be interesting as well. And then I'm also going to be at Podcast Movement, which is in a couple of weeks as we record this. I think this episode may come out right before Podcast Movement. So if you're in Philadelphia and you want to hang out, let me know. Or if you're going to be at Podcast Movement, let me know. And uh, I'll be happy to line something up to, to hang out. Kai, if people want to check in with you, see what you're up to these days, is there a good place for them to do that? Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is TKH44. Um, you'll see, that's where I post most of the things. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking to us for a few minutes. Um, I just really love getting these shows. And I know so many people who basically, you're the web guy now, and that's kind of how they got started. So it's it's kind of a fun aspect of things as opposed to you know, maybe some of the more traditional ways of coming into the industry. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. All right, well, we'll wrap this one up and we will catch you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.